0: Hello and welcome to Planet Product Owner. This is your host, Scott. This is cut 24 maybe of this intro because I have an exciting announcement and I don't really know how to say it to you guys. Uh, Well, I do have a topic to cover today. That's good, right? We're going to talk about team working agreements because you've given me some feedback around that and I have some concepts to dive into that. But before I do, I have two very big announcements. One is I got a microphone. I kind of needed it. But anyway... That's not really the the announcement that I wanted to make to you. I know you guys are proud of me because for those of you who have been with me since the beginning and we're now entering into season five across 40 something episodes, we have covered a great deal of content. Um, You have taken that content into breakout sessions and the workrooms and all of that stuff with your team. You're giving me that feedback and you're walking away better people as a result after having kind of a collaboration and sync maybe over something like that. I think that's phenomenal. It's very humbling and flattering. I'm really glad to add into your journey here and add value into your journey. You guys have been asking me all along, hey man, how can I help you? How can I support you? And really, you know, I I don't like ads. I don't like sponsorships. I've been asked for sponsorships. I've been asked to promote products here. I'm just not really in the business for that because I really prefer the organic community that we have here. And we have an organic community across the world, by the way. Uh, For those of you who are new coming in, I can tell you're trying to catch up on these 40-something episodes that are out there because of the numbers that I'm seeing and the popularity of this podcast has grown and grown and grown. And it's because it's an organic thing. I do zero marketing on it. So now it's time to put the troops back on the ground here, maybe, about the marketing piece of it. Um, You guys have been asking me how you can help me. You've been sending me some gracious donations through Venmo, and I appreciate that. I really do. Um, it's time to go to the next level. Let's 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 break out of the podcast a little bit. Podcast will not go anywhere. It's gonna stay here. The podcast is gonna stay free. It's still gonna be great content, but wouldn't it be nice to compliment the content and maybe have a deeper journey just like what you've been asking me for in video. So now I'm really happy to announce that I got a microphone. No, get off the microphone, Scott. I'm really happy to announce that Planet Product Owner is now live. On YouTube and Patreon. So if you want to know how you can support me, very, very reasonably support me, check out Patreon. I got two tiers of support there. I won't go into it here on the podcast. I'll just let you check it out and decide for yourself. And obviously, it's however you're led. I will say that if you get the top tier of support here, which is, again, extremely reasonable, maybe something you can't even refuse, uh, you'll be introduced to the community with a global community of product owners, scrum masters, agile development enthusiasts, uh, leaders, uh, more than likely, right, from all walks of life. And again, from all around the world. So we got a lot of information to unpack there. I've got a cadence schedule ready to go. I've got content lined up ready to go. Um, It's just a matter of getting this message out here and trusting in you guys that you're going to support me as I support you in your journey. I've been doing that now solid, going in again to our fifth season. And I'm not going anywhere, guys. I want to be here for you. I want to grow this community. You know, we're back and forth from Planet Product Owner. We visited, we journeyed it, we've established it. Now it's time to grow the community. So I'm really, really, really excited to announce this to you in this episode. Um, it's kind of a premiere look, right? So you know what to do. Uh, Patreon, Planet Product Owner. Go out and search, tell some friends, hook it up. And uh, I'm really looking forward to meeting you, like actually meeting you in the community. Uh, I know that sounds crazy, but you guys know me, right? I mean, you've been with me and I'm super excited uh, to meet you there in the community at Patreon at Planet Product Owner. So, uh, with that, we got an episode to go through, right? We got some content to get to. Let's talk about team working agreements here in this episode. So sit back, buckle up and let's get to Planet Product Owner. All right. So now that that's over, Thank you again for all your support, all your continued support, and telling friends about it. I really appreciate that. And without you, we wouldn't be in the fifth season here at Planet Product Owner. So let's get into today's topic. Let's talk about team working agreements. And again, you can find more out there on the Patreon and YouTube. Um, once you kind of help me out there, that'd be great. <laughs> um, I have seen template after template after template of working agreements, and I've gotten questions on these and on this kind of artifact. And like, what makes a good team working agreement? Why do we have it? And what's that all about? Well, look, template, I've seen templates out there that are like a mile long, 14 pages deep, really elaborate, beautiful, right? And there's not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just, is it really necessary, right? So I'll talk about the templates first for a second. And so what I want you to understand about the templates, and I talk about this in the video out there, is that executives, directors, stakeholders, sponsors, those folks, it's a byproduct for you in your team working agreement to be able to communicate with them in some visual, public-posted text format that they can read and understand like they're three years old, right? Because what you're really kind of doing in your working agreement is, yes, you're setting an expectation with you and your team on how you're going to operate together, but you're also anticipating some questions from the rest of the group around you. So the folks that I mentioned before, you know, what kinds of questions would they have for you and your team? What does it mean when you have this thing on your board or that thing on your board? I'm going to dive into that a little bit here as we get into this. And so I'm just telling you, though, be straightforward with your working agreements. Um, So... Uh, let's get into a few topics and a few uh, dimensions, I guess, or elements, if you want to think of it, or concepts, if you want to think of it that way, that, that, that could make up your working agreements for your team. Um, starting with one one category here called general, right? I mean, general working agreements. This is where, hey, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, I'm going to let you finish when you talk. I'm going to go on mute, you know, when I'm not speaking, we're going to be on meetings on time you know whatever that case is right and so those general kind of uh, agreements in that category you know it's not a bad idea to outline some of that stuff it also gives you an opportunity to reinforce some domain language like uh you know how do we tell each other to stop how do we tell each other that hey i'm drowning or how do we tell each other that i'm lost right how do we tell each other and, and talk to each other about, look, we've beaten this thing up to death and it's just time to move on, okay? So office hours, things like that, typically go into kind of the general bucket. And you can combine the rest of these categories into a general bucket and just keep the thinking patterns around the topics that you want to address. And again, you can use all of them, some of them, none of them, make them your own, whatever. Um, you know, that that's the beauty of this thing. But reinforcing domain language in there and teaching other people about your domain language is pretty important as well. Now, let's go to another topic here rhythm, cadence, and ceremonies. So, going back to domain language, is ceremony or event? Is it meeting? Is it session? So the definitions in your team working agreements should reflect that team domain language about what it is we're calling these things. And again, it reinforces some cross-training. It reinforces domain language. You know, what kind of rhythm are we on? Is it a daily stand-up at this time, at this place, uh, for this time box, and we call the daily stand-up a ceremony or we call the daily stand-up an event? Whatever the case is, right? You want to have that listed out there. When we're talking about rhythm and cadence, you know what is the expectation, the frequency of our periodic checkpoints that we're making sure that we're inspecting and adapting and that we're learning, right? So I usually put all of my ceremonies, and I use the word ceremony because I'm an old guy here. I use the word ceremony to describe the retro and the sprint planning and the daily stand-up, you know, all that stuff. But this is the kind of a section for you to think about. Now, we talked about a general section. We talked about rhythm, cadence, and ceremonies and establishing that domain language and learning how to talk to each other and operate. And now let's get to one that's kind of near and dear to my heart. (laughs) And you guys are going to think, dude, do you really put this in your team working agreements? Absolutely. 100%. Let's at least acknowledge the fact that we have non-team meetings that are non-valuable meetings. Okay, so which ones do we attend? Which ones do we not attend? Are these optional or are these required? You know what? What about... We need video on because we're, you know, a lot of us work remote or we're distributed, right? So do we need video on for these sessions and we don't require video on these other kinds of sessions, right? Are we even going to attend corporate meetings or whatever that's not related to our work in progress or has no value to what our commitments are right now? right? So I just think getting those out and exploring those and kind of drawing a line in the sand and saying, look, we're not going to go to your 157 team member meeting here, right? Because it's not related to our whip. And hopefully you get the grace from management to uh, (laughs) let you put that in there, right? So non-team meetings, that's something for you to consider as another topic. So let's get to the fourth topic here, workflow. Let's talk about workflow a little bit. I think it's important for us to acknowledge that we're on a time box, uh, what our cycle is, uh, or we're a continual flow of work, more in a Kanban style or a scrum, Scrum Band style. What about the rules around the columns, the lanes, right? What does it mean? What is definition of done? What is definition of ready? If you have that, do you even need it? Those are kinds of things that I think about when I think about workflow. I think about if a stakeholder, sponsor, manager, director, executive, whatever, or even another team for that matter, or the RTE or whoever it is, I think about them visually looking at this list and saying, oh, okay, I get it. So in order for it to be in progress, then it has to meet these conditions, right? And again, it doesn't have to be super elaborate. It just creates your own team language, your domain language there, call it what it is, okay? That at least gives everybody a heads up, not just for our team, but for other teams that we're setting the expectations around workflow and we're going to manage to those expectations. Now, again, just like anything, nothing's ever final, right? I mean, we're always going to iterate on this thing, but maybe back in our rhythm, cadence and ceremonies aspect here or concept, we go ahead and tell each other, hey, we're going to revisit the, work, the team working agreements every three sprints or every six sprints, or whatever it is, okay? So uh, that's the, uh, that that topic, I think you kind of get that around workflow. Um, Decision-making is another topic. So oftentimes, you know, we run into this, product owner, is the product owner the one accepting or rejecting the work, or is it by committee? what are some of the other decision makers that you have in your organization? Uh, If you're working on database code, is the system architect the one who's supposed to approve it? Is the DBA supposed to be the one actually doing the work and you guys are just testing it? Or can you put your solution in and have them sign off on it? So decision making, what about compliance or UI and UX or marketing? When do they have to make decisions? And, you know, here's another one. Who makes the decision on when we deploy? What's a go or no go, right? So... When you're factoring in decision making into your team working agreements, what you're saying is we're accounting for managing some of the risks that might come up when we have to make a decision on something. And you're going to learn from that as you journey through with your team, depending on what kind of work you have to do, right? So let's get to the final topic here, resources and information, maybe even communication here, right? Who's who? Who's who? What's this team's name? What's our value statement? Do we have a value statement? Do we need a value statement, right? Um, What about information? Where can you find our boards? Who do we need to call in case of support? What happens if somebody's not here to make that decision? So we're kind of outlining, hey, this this is who we are, where you can find us, who the points of contact are, and maybe even outline a few of the gaps that we might have on our team. You can try that too, right? So... That's really the essence there. I think of the, the, when I think of the categories for your team working agreements, I mean, that covers a lot, right? But the idea is, again, you can mix and match, you can integrate, uh, condense, combine, whatever you want to. Look, the team working agreements fundamentally, like I said at the beginning, this is really about setting and managing expectations for the way the team operates But the byproduct out of that is it serves as a visual aid to help those who may have questions about the way your team operates. They can just see it very plainly. So make sure that it's visual, right? Make sure you make this work visible as well, just like you do the rest of your work, okay? Now, getting to the template and how you outline this stuff. Outline, right? I got to put my three-year-old sticker on my head, okay? Tell me like I'm three years old outline this stuff. Directors, stakeholders, executives, people like that, particularly executives and director level folks, they don't want to read the dissertation. Okay. They want the cliff notes version. That's why I like outlines and bullet point type lists, because I can quickly run down that and I can tell. And if I have some headers there that kind of group and classify it and tell me, Hey, if I want to know about their team board, I'm going to go to the team board section. So you might replace the word workflow with team board. (laughs) right or how we work okay uh whatever the case is put it in the language that makes sense for your organization okay um make that visible publish it somewhere make sure that everybody knows where it is okay uh the more enterprise the better of course if you're in your own little world right there then you probably get to put it wherever you want to right and that's great i love that idea uh, but in any event, make sure everybody knows where it is. And then finally, make sure that your team is reviewing that every so often. You want to make sure you have some kind of cadence-type retrospective, so to speak, on the working agreements for your team. Make sure that you're tweaking it appropriately. And I always go back to the three questions. Can we do it? Does it make sense to do it? And does it add value? You you, you got to answer those questions when you're running through this working agreement, Okay. All right, so that is going to do it for this very quick audio session. If you were taking notes, that's cool. You can stop, play, rewind, slow it down, speed it up. Uh, You're you're probably not going to slow it down uh, based on my cadence and the way that I talk. You guys know probably by now you can play this at one and a half times the speed, and it probably makes much more sense to you. Uh, But in any event, uh, like I said, just reminding you again, check me out on uh, Patreon. I would love your support. I would love to meet you, get to know you, build this community. I think you're going to enjoy it. I think you're going to love it. And it's going to continue to add more value to your journey. And that's what I'm doing this for. Okay. All right. So until next time, have a safe and fun, lean journey, my friends.